the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is made possible through the sponsorship of the Word of Life Bible Fellowship and through the generous giving of faithful donors like you. If you would like to learn more about our ministry, you can visit us at awordforlife.com. Welcome to A Word for Life. A Word for Life is the radio ministry of the Word of Life Bible Fellowship, located in Tacoma, Washington. And now, here's Pastor Michael Fields with A Word for Life. And so, dear ones, we want to begin to look at this word infallible. Now, the word infallible, it's defined in the following ways. It means to be unerring or to be without error. It also means to not be liable to mislead, deceive or disappoint someone. And so that's what the word infallible means. It means, as I said, to be unerring or not, not or without error. It means to be without error. It also means to not be liable to mislead, not be liable to deceive, and not be liable to disappoint someone. And so when we talk about the infallibility of the word of God, what we are saying is that we believe that God's word, the Bible, is without error. We believe that the Bible is not liable to mislead somebody. We believe that the Bible is not liable to deceive someone. And we believe that the word of God is not liable to disappoint someone. Now, dear ones, with that one, we need to qualify the type of disappointment that we're talking about. Because many a person knows what it is to have the Lord disappoint them initially. You know what it is to have the Lord to disappoint you initially because he doesn't do what you ask him to do or he doesn't do it the way you ask him to do it or he doesn't do it when you ask him to. And so we are disappointed because God has not met our expectations. But what happens, dear ones, is in the long run and over time, what we begin to discover is that doing things the Lord's way, even though at first we were disappointed by it, in the long run, it proves to be the right thing for us to do, and it proves to be the best thing for us to do. And so initially, we were disappointed because God didn't do it the way we wanted him to, or he didn't do it when we wanted him to, or he didn't do it how we wanted him to do it. So we were disappointed, but all the Lord, told, all the Lord did was speak to you and says, just trust me and just wait. 
Just trust me and do what I'm asking you to do. And in the long run, what you have discovered is that doing it God's way is way better than it ever could you ever could have been if you would have done it your way. Amen. Now, dear ones, with the issue of infallibility, there are at least three things that we need to understand. Now, now, this is probably going to take the remainder of our time. We're just going to work our way through this stuff. There are at least three things that we need to understand. First one is this. Infallibility means that the word of God is without error. Those of you watching on Facebook, infallibility means that the word of God is without error. Infallibility does not mean that the word of God doesn't contain things in it that are controversial. That is not what infallibility means. The word of God does contain things that are controversial. The word of God does contain things that will cause you to say, now, wait a minute. Now, hold on a second. And the word of God does contain things that will cause you to wonder about some things. And so when we talk about the issue of infallibility, we're not talking about things that are, that are not in the Bible that dear ones, the word of God actually will cause you to wonder about. It'll cause you to wonder, say, well, wait, hold on a second. How could that be? How is that possible? Now, dear ones, at this point, I want to give to all of you an example of what I'm talking about. You know, most preachers don't want to do this. They won't, they won't point stuff out like this. But I'm going to point it out for you. I'm going to give you an example of what I'm talking about. And I'm also going to show you how you need to address these things, these things when and if they do occur. So I'm going to give you an example of what I'm talking about. And then I'm going to show you how to work your way through it. Notice what we're told in the Gospel of Matthew. Let's all look at Matthew real quickly. Matthew, the 27th chapter. Matthew 27. I'm going to start reading at verse 26. Notice what we're told in Matthew, the 27th chapter, starting at verse 26. It says, Then released he Barabbas unto them. And when he had scourged Jesus, he delivered him to be crucified. Then the soldiers of the governor, so we're talking about Pilate. Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the common hall and gathered unto him the whole band of soldiers. And they stripped him and put on him a scarlet robe. And when they have plaited a crown of thorns, they put it upon his head and a reed in his right hand. And they bowed the knee before him and mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews. And they spit upon him. And took the reed and smote or hit him on the head. And after they had mocked him, they took the robe off from him and put his own raiment on and led him to be crucified. Now let's look at what we are told in the Gospel of John. John, the 19th chapter. Notice what we're told in John 19, starting at verse 1. We're told there, then Pilate, the same governor, Pilate, therefore took Jesus and scourged him. And the soldiers plaited a crown of thorns and put it on his head and they put on him a purple robe. Well, hold on a second. Wait, wait a minute. I thought the robe was scarlet. John says it's purple. How, how, where, how, do, we, how do we get here? Verse three and said, hail, king of the Jews. And they smote him with their hands. Now, for some people, dear ones, they said, that's it. See, I got you. I got you, Pastor Fields. Some of you watching on Facebook right now. I got you. I got you. Because now I know that the Bible is not without error. Because we see a clear example of an error here. Because how, what color is the robe Jesus is wearing? What color is it? Is it scarlet 
or is it purple? Which one is it? So the word of God obviously cannot be without error because we have one right here. It's in the scriptures. Pastor Fields, you indicted yourself. You, you told on yourself today. Lord have mercy. I'm getting ready to turn my Facebook feed off. I'm done with you now. Oh, hold on. No, don't, don't turn it off yet. Hold on now. And those of you here with me today, don't, don't, don't shut your minds yet. Just hold on. Let's work our way through this thing. Because, dear ones, we have an example of how you can come across things in the word of God that will cause you to say, now, wait a minute. Hold on here. What's going on? And what needs to happen, dear ones, is when we come across these types of things, when we come across these situations, we need to do several things. First, we need to make up in our minds that we are going to reject all of the lies that the devil is going to try and bring your way and all the negative talk that the haters of God's word are going to try to bring to you about how God's word ain't true and it's unreliable and you can't trust it. Dear ones, you need to shut all that hating, all that hating down. Just shut it down. Say, no, devil, I ain't going to believe that. I'm not listening to that. I'm not listening to all the negative talk and all the hating that you're trying to do. God, there's, there's an answer to this question. There is, solution, there is a solution to this riddle, and it's in the word of God. Secondly, you need to go back. Go back in your mind and in your heart to those foundational truths and beliefs that you know about the word of God. Concerning its truthfulness, its veracity, and its legitimacy. We're told in John 17, 17, Jesus says there, Father, sanctify them through your word. Your word is truth. So the Lord says God's word is truth. Not doesn't contain truth. It is truth. So you go back to those foundational truths that you know about God's word. God's word is true. It's true. I know it's true. So there has to be an answer to this, to this controversy that I'm faced with about the color of Jesus' robe. Thirdly, you need to take a moment and pray and ask the Holy Ghost to open up your understanding concerning the text that you are confused about and to help you see what you need to see in that text to be able to understand it. At times, dear ones, I'll be studying the scriptures and I've been doing this for a few minutes now. But at times I'll come across something that'll just cause me to have to stop and pray for a little bit. It's okay, Lord, I, 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 I'm not getting this. I'm just not seeing what you're telling me. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not catching it in the scriptures. So Lord, by your spirit, open my understanding. Open my mind. Open my heart. Let me see in your word what I'm failing to see on my own. And dear ones, as you begin to do that and dealing with this, this somewhat controversy that we have before us, just in these verses of scripture, what, you will, what the Holy Ghost will begin to do is open up certain things to you and help you to see certain things. Now, let's walk our way through this thing. Let's walk our way through this thing that we have before us. Now, we are told that at the time of Jesus' arrest, all of his disciples left him. Let's look at that. Let's look at Matthew. Matthew, the 26th chapter. Let's go back to Matthew 26. And let's read in verse 56. The, the verse 56 of Matthew 26. It says, but all this was done. Jesus says all this was done that the scriptures of the prophets might be fulfilled. Here we go. Then all the disciples forsook him and fled. So all of Jesus' disciples, all 12 of them left him. At the time of Jesus' arrest, 
All 12 of his disciples left. They just took off. They just said, okay, we ain't hanging out with you no more. And they left Jesus at that particular time. But then we also are told, as you continue on reading in Matthew 26, notice what we're told in verses 57 and 58. It says, and they that had laid hold on him, on on Jesus, led him to Caiaphas, the high priest, where the scribes and the elders were assembled. Here we go. But Peter followed him afar off unto the high priest's palace and went in and sat with the servants to see the end. And so all 12 of them initially left, but Peter continues to follow. After running off, Peter comes back and starts following. We will get back to Pastor Fields and to today's message in just a moment. But we wanted to take a moment to share with all of you that the aim of our radio ministry at the Word of Life Bible Fellowship is to share the good news of Jesus Christ with as many people as possible and to strengthen and edify the body of Christ through Bible teaching that is both clear and relevant. We would like to see this ministry go even farther in accomplishing this work, but in order for us to be able to do that, we need your help. If you are able, after you have given to the support of your own local home church, if you are able to help us with the cost of airing this program on the station, we would greatly appreciate it. All donations are tax-deductible, and they can be sent to the Word of Life Bible Fellowship, P.O. Box 8903, Tacoma, Washington, 98418. And if you would like to learn more about our ministry and be able to listen to some of the archived messages from Pastor Fields, you can do so by visiting us at our website, which is awordforlife.com. And now, let's get back to Pastor Fields and to today's message. And we're told, as you get into the Gospel of John, John the 18th chapter, we're told that once Peter got to the high priest's palace, he couldn't get in because nobody knew who he was. But there was another disciple that was with Peter at that particular time that also followed Jesus after his arrest. That disciple was John. John was then able, because they knew John, John was able to get Peter in. And so all 12 left, but two of them, Peter and John, decide to continue to follow. And so they follow Jesus in to where he is going to now be tried for the first time. And so even though both Matthew and John were both disciples of Jesus, Matthew was not physically present at the time of Jesus' first trial. John was. Everybody with me so far? Matthew told us that the robe was scarlet. John said that it's purple. Matthew wasn't there physically. So his account of Jesus' trial and the color of the robe was given to him secondhand. John was an eyewitness to these things. And John saw it personally. And John said, no, 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 no. It was purple. It was purple. It was purple. Let's, let's move on. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Secondly, secondly, 
We also know for any of you that are like me, that you like watching shows like 48 Hours or Dateline, you know, them kind of detective shows. You, you watch them because you, you like watching how they solve crimes, how they solve things. And so there was any of you that are like me that like watching shows like that. You know that when a detective is interviewing witnesses and trying to piece together what happened at a scene, what they focus on are the main and central events that have happened. They focus on the big picture and they don't let minor discrepancies between people's testimonies get in the way of them trying to determine what really took place and what are the main things that they need to see at that scene. And so you're, as, the, as the detectives are interviewing witnesses, one person may have a minor discrepancy from this other person and then another person may say something that just a little bit differently. But for all three of the witnesses, the main points all line up and agree with one another. Well, as we look at what Matthew says in the text, Matthew 26, and then we look at what John says in John 19, dear ones, the main points all line up with one another. Jesus was arrested and his trial, his first trial was before Pilate. We also know that after Jesus arrests, he was surrounded by a group of soldiers those soldiers then stripped off of him his clothing and put on him a robe that was not his. They then made a crown for him that was full of thorns and they took the crown and pressed it down upon his head. They didn't lightly set it on Jesus' head. They took it and pressed it down upon Jesus' head. They then began to mock Jesus and to spit on Jesus and to beat Jesus. And they began to beat Jesus with a rod. At first, they took the rod and put it in his hand and then began to mock him by bowing before Jesus, saying, Hail, King of the Jews. Then they took the rod out of Jesus' hand and began to beat him about his head. And his head still had the crown of thorns on it. Lord have mercy. So they're beating Jesus and hitting him around his head with this crown of thorns still on his head. All the major points of what Matthew saw and what John talked about all agree with one another. So we have a continuity and a consistency of the main events. Thirdly, and this is for those of you that are like me that have a tendency to bump your head into stuff. Sometimes you just kind of bump your head. You know, you're walking around and you just don't see something and you bump your head. Dear ones, if you're like me and have a tendency to bump your head, you know that the top of a person's head, the top of all of our heads is full of blood vessels. And all those blood vessels that are at the top of our heads are all shallow and close to the surface. This is why a person can get a small cut on their head, but that cut will bleed tremendously. That's why as a firefighter, that's why when a person has a head wound, you got to wrap that thing multiple times to try and compress that, that, that cut, that tear, because what you're trying to do is close it so it'll stop bleeding. And so dear ones, the crown of a person's head were that, 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 that crown of thorns that Jesus had on, it was on his head and they pressed it down. But then after they pressed it down, they began to beat him on the top of his head where that crown was. And so the amount of bleeding that Jesus is now doing from his head is profuse. 
the amount of blood that Jesus is losing now because of all that has happened to him is tremendous. He is bleeding a lot. Now, more, more than likely, the soldiers that were there doing all this to Jesus were not too concerned about him getting blood on that robe. They weren't too concerned about that. And so the blood that Jesus is shedding is now drenching the robe that he had on. Fourthly, like any of you, if any of you that are like me again, and you got blood on a piece of clothing, you've got blood on your shirt or, 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 or blood on your coat or something. What you begin to notice is that that blood stain changes the color of that garment and makes it darker in color. And so it, 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 you, you might have a light colored shirt on, but when you get blood on it, where the blood stain is, it's darker in color than the rest of the garment. And as I said, dear ones, I would think it's a, it's a fair assumption to say that the soldiers that were beating Jesus on that day, they weren't too concerned about Jesus robe getting covered with blood. And so the robe that Jesus had on became drenched with the blood that he was shedding. And so, dear ones, it is based upon the things that I just shared with you. And all we did was slow down, take a breath and look at the scriptures in a contextual way. That's all we've done is look at the scriptures and the context that they are written in. And what we have discovered, dear ones, is that when Matthew gives us gives to us his account, because Matthew wasn't there to see it. Eyewitness, he got a second hand. Matthew got the record. His robe was scarlet in color. But when John saw it, who was there present and saw Jesus after all that they had done to him and beaten him and the blood that he had shed, when John saw Jesus, his robe is now darker in color. And so John says, No, 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 it wasn't scarlet, it was purple. He had bled so much that it changed the color and that robe was purple. And so what we have done is we've answered the discrepancy in the word of God. Here we go now by using the word of God. We haven't used some other book, some other thing that somebody else wrote to try and explain to us what the scripture says. We've allowed the scriptures to explain the scriptures. The second thing that we want to deal with concerning the issue of infallibility is this, dear ones. Infallibility, the word of God is infallible, which means that it is not liable to mislead or deceive someone. The word of God is not liable to mislead or deceive someone. Infallibility does not mean that others will not try to use the word of God to do that to you. Infallibility does not mean that others will not try to use the word of God to try and deceive you with it. Let's all look real quickly. To, at, the book, at the book of Acts, just one scripture. I'm, 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 I want to go there real quickly, then I'll be done. Acts, the second chapter. I, I mean, Acts, the 20th chapter. I'm sorry, Acts, the 20th chapter. Acts 20. Acts, the 20th chapter. Notice what Paul says, well, starting at verse 28. He says, Take heed, therefore, unto yourselves and to the, all the flock, over the which the Holy Ghost has made you overseers, to feed the church of God which he has purchased with his own blood. Here we go. For I know this, that after my departing shall grievous wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flock. 
Also of your own selves shall men arise speaking perverse things to draw away disciples after them. Therefore, watch and remember that by the space of three years, I cease not to warn every one of you night and day with tears. Now, dear ones, what we need to see and realize is that these individuals that we are being warned about here that will try to come and deceive you. What they are going to do is they're going to try and deceive you using the word of God. They're going to use the word of God to try and deceive you concerning the word of God. Now, what they are going to do is they're going to do as Brother Foreman says at times. They're going to put a gypsy twist on it. They're going to put a gypsy twist on what they're saying to you about the word of God. In other words, they are going to put some type of spin on what it is that they are saying that is caused that will cause the word of God to be taken out of its proper context and separated away from its true meaning. So that's what they're going to try and do. And this is why this is why, dear ones, even though the Lord has called us to be the sheep of his pasture, we all need to be sheep with an education. Hello, dear ones. This is Pastor Michael Fields. And here at the end of today's broadcast, I just wanted to take a moment and say thank you to all of you for taking the time out of your day to tune in and listen to our program. My hope is that today's broadcast has been a blessing to you in some way and has helped you in your walk and in your relationship with the Lord. And I want to encourage all of you to tell a friend about this program and join us here next time as we look into the riches of God's Word in order to find a word for life. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.